<laughs> we are on to another film. Yes. Yeah, so what, what number are we on? Like five now? This Four? is six. Or is it? F- no, it's five. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We did four musicals, and we're in the musical genre now, of course, and we thought that it would be good because it is October, it's the month of Halloween, (laughs) to go from a very romantic, classic kind of Hollywood musical, which was La La Land, to something that is its polar opposite, and that is... Sweeney Todd! Yay! We're going to be talking about Sweeney Todd for the next five weeks. Spooky. Well, no, Sweeney Todd's not that spooky. It's just like a little bit gory yeah creepy creepy i think maybe a little bit a little bit more than a little (laughs) uh, yeah yeah just a lot of gore a lot of blood edgy (laughs) (laughs) see that's the thing i don't know if i would classify it as edgy i'd say it's just different yeah it's definitely different there's not too many halloween themed musicals I mean, there's a couple, but I feel like Sweeney Todd is the one that is, like, most... It's what comes to mind when I think of Hollywood and... Or not Hollywood, when I think of uh, Halloween and musical. Well, both are H words, so... <laughs> Halloween... Halloween in Hollywood for mm-hmm. Sweeney Todd. Yeah. It's such a unique kind of musical because it, it's, like, the opposite of what you would think of, like, in terms of a musical. And that's actually what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, so we are talking about like what comes to mind for each of us when we think of like musical, like what we picture in our heads. And for me, it's that scene in The Wizard of Oz when Dorothy like just gets into Munchkinland and everyone is like happy and dancing around and it's colorful and lively and it's, you know, got that sort of happy-go-lucky feel to it. That's what I think when I think of musical, and so Sweeney Todd is kind of like the just antithesis of all that. Yeah, I I completely agree. I think when I think of musicals, I think of like the classics, which is The Lion King, which is one of the longest running ones on Broadway, and Phantom of the Opera also, but not Happy Go Lucky. It's just very opera setting type of type of musical. But I'd say let's get started because. Even the intro is completely different than what you would expect. So let's hit play. All right, let's go. So I was going to say right off the bat, I can see that this film is almost two hours. So it's definitely out of that, you know, hour and a half rom-com mark. We are clearly out of that kind of film. And then there's, of course, now the pipe organ music playing. I don't know if you have subtitles on. Yeah, I have subtitles on. It's <laughs> just pipe organ playing. But that's what it says on mine. <laughs> I don't know if there's another musical out there that has, like, dramatic pipe organ music. Maybe maybe Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> well, I can think of Phantom of the Opera, yeah. I'm like the do 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 do. Is that a pipe organ? I don't know. I don't know if that's a pipe organ. I think that's just like dramatic piano. It's sort of the same sound, you know? Yeah, but that would be very um, controversial to talk about, to compare Andrew Lloyd Webber and Sondheim <laughs> in the musical world. I mean, they're sort of similar in their... Oh, what's the word? Oh, be careful. There are musical fans out there who would be like... <gasps> no, just in, in how... In, 
in how much work they do. What's the word I'm looking for? Like the breadth of work, you mean? Yeah. I think it starts with a P, the word I'm looking for. Okay, are you watching this opening? I am watching this opening. Oh, it's animated, right? <laughs> yeah, but like the blood looks like paint. Oh no. The meat, yep. Or, well, don't want to spoil too much, might not be animal meat. Also, all of these people are Harry Potter people. Just Timothy Spall. <laughs> I wanted to bring it up, but I wasn't going to. I think we should. Like, that's that's the joy of yeah. this film as well. Yeah, I loved... There was a time, I don't think so much anymore, but, like, maybe a decade ago, there was a time when, like, any British film I watched would have at least three actors who were from Harry Potter because they're all so... Oh, my God. I'm gonna look up what this word is because I need to use it to refer to like Alan Rickman again. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Prolific. That's the word. Okay, Sondheim and Andrew Lloyd Webber, they're both very prolific. They, they do lots of work. And same with, you know, Alan Rickman and so many of these British actors. Um, Alan Rickman, of course, passed away a while ago. R.I.P. But they were very prolific. They had lots of character roles. Well, I think also in terms of the Harry Potter cast, all of them are really good actors and they would be in <laughs> lots of films. It's true. And I do feel like because the the British film scene, I think it's slightly narrower in terms of like the types, the, the people that they use, or at least back in the day. Now I think it's gotten a lot broader, but you would see the same kind of actors popping up, especially on the international side of... UK films. So just look at this sort of opening shot, like how how dark it is. It's very moody. There's not very much color. It's all like black and gray and shadows. It's so creepy. It's so it's so like different than La La Land. I'm just thinking. <laughs> you are young. Life has been kind to you. You will love... I don't know if we should mention this, but remember how we were talking about Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling being casted in in La La Land because of their blockbuster appeal? Mm-hmm. Like, Johnny Depp arguably is the same thing. Although, Johnny Depp also has this really good relationship with Tim Burton, too, who directed this film. Yeah, I mean, I think the same could be said <laughs> in a lot of films. Like, <laughs> Apologies, there, there's... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's many sirens going by. They're actually protesting against us watching Sweeney Todd. <laughs> yes, I, I do feel a bit like in... In many films, like sometimes actors are cast purely because they will sell tickets. People are going to watch their films. And I think Johnny Depp is that person for Tim Burton, like not not just. Yeah. Well, that's also because they have a great working relationship, right? Yeah. And I, I guess like his singing is 
fine. <laughs> yeah, it's he he does a fine role. I mean, this is probably another case where like he's not the best singer, um, and they probably could have found someone who was a Broadway actor who would have sung better, but he wanted this person. He's not singing live. I think in La La Land they sang live. Hmm. I don't. I don't know. I. I'm pretty sure in Emma Stone's like audition scene, she was singing live. And his wife, and she was beautiful, a Do you think that um, Sweeney Todd was ever in Glee Club at his high school? <laughs> you know what? I think there's like that artist stereotype though. The, the one that's, like, in the corner, like, <laughs> sitting there drawing or singing or, like, a poet that's very moody and somber. I think Sweeney Todd could fit into that stereotype. Hmm. Yeah, I, I agree, but, and I don't think that those are the people who would join the Glee Club. <laughs> maybe, maybe not the performers. I don't know. I think that people in Glee cl- Clubs don't necessarily just stay within their their tribe Hmm. i think they they would also be very like collaborative friendly people that they'd be like oh that poet in the corner is a very like darkened meaningful and deepened (laughs) whatever person but oh maybe i can like learn a bit of creativity from that person yeah they'd invite sweeney todd and he would be like i will slice you (laughs) and the lady said did she succumb Oh, that was many years ago. We've also, we've got Grindelwald in the background there. <laughs> Whoa. And before we had Snape and Wormtail conspiring. Are we just going to refer to them by their, like, Harry Potter names throughout the entire film? <laughs> no, I guess we should refer to them by their character names. But it's hard because this is another film where we know all the actors' names. And especially their characters from another series' names, rather than, like, just their actor names. Yeah. Like, it would be so, so easy to actually refer to Alan Rickman as Snape throughout this film. Mm -hmm. Like, that would just be second nature for me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but Sweeney Todd we have to get. Whenever we talk about Johnny Depp, we have to talk. We have to say Sweeney Todd. Okay. Mr. Todd. Mr. Todd. (laughs) Did this come out after Harry Potter or like actually during Harry Potter? During, I believe it was 2007. So by that point, I think probably the first four movies had come out. Yeah. I remember watching this the first time and thinking that it felt very kind of like Harry Potter set-esque. Yeah, well, definitely that part there when we were seeing them go through Mm. the alleys, that seemed sort of Diagon Alley-esque. Yeah. Part of that might just be because it's, like, sort of looks like this British town, you know? Like, it just seems very British and European. Something about the architecture. Yeah. And we have Bellatrix. (laughs) She's my favorite. Also, it's so gross. Like, the. uh, Clearly, I don't know, like, food regulations were not a thing. (laughs) And then the fact that she's singing about 
that they are the worst pies. <laughs> These are probably the worst pies in London. I know why nobody cares to take them. I should know. I make them backward. Like, even if you just compare this scene to Waitress, she's baking these, like, amazing pies and amazing cakes, and, like, they're both, like, kind of food-oriented. Mm. But, like, that musical is so happy. It's so bright. Everything's so cheerful. Whereas... Here, we have Sweeney Todd kind of spitting out food and <laughs> Mrs. Lovett just... A very different kind of chef or baker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it almost seems like she doesn't know what she's doing, <laughs> which is kind of charming. I know. It's like, how, do, how does she have a shop? <laughs> That's one of those suspending our disbelief. Yeah. Like, how is she still operating? She hasn't had a customer in weeks, you know? I do think that this would be so fun to perform on stage, though. Mm. You don't, you don't have to eat it, Sweeney Todd. <laughs> I think that he's not. <laughs> Quite revolting to watch. Yeah, this is quite a way to start a musical. Yeah. First, they've got us in like a really somber mood. You know, it's very depressing. And then the next scene is like, oh, I want to vomit. And then also, this is like the more upbeat of all, the entire soundtrack. But it's also so gross. Mm. Which is so opposite to like what you expect from a song in a musical. Trust me, dearie. It's going to take a little more than I to wash that taste out. Come with me. Get your nice tumbler hey? What are their names? What are their character names in, in Glee? Uh, Rachel Berry. There is Mr. Schuster. Yeah, definitely Mr. Schuster. Finn. Montana. They're all, like, misfits as well. Yeah. And I think there's, like, a little bit of that kind of, like, when you enjoy musicals, you you very much lean into the fact that you're somewhat of a misfit. And so I think that's probably why I think Sweeney Todd might not potentially like singing in a glee club, but he is a bit of a misfit. And so is Mrs. Lovett. Even in this film, he seems sort of like begrudging about singing. You know, like he's, <laughs> not, he's not like breaking out into song. He's just like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> He was beautiful, a proper artist with a knife. But they transported him for life, and he was beautiful. The main character, or maybe even the side characters, they're always like that quirky person, that kind of like misfit that might not fit into like regular life and then it's still kind of believable that they're in a regular life because they're in a musical setting and like musicals are all completely about like distorted reality and everyone kind of relates to being a bit quirky everyone's relates to being a little bit weird in the best way possible yeah in glee they made all of the characters seem relatable somehow like they're all they're all quirky they were all misfits as you say um, and we were supposed to relate to that as the audience. But Sweeney Todd, we can't really relate to the characters. We can't, but we can relate to their emotions, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To the, the heartbreak and the jealousy. It's just so raw 
but it's raw and like also a very bloody way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was gonna make like some like definition for raw. Yeah, like bloody meat joke, and I was just like, oh, I don't know、Ooh. if I really want to go there. Like, <laughs> so I just stopped at raw. <laughs> <laughs> See this scene with the door opening and then the chandeliers that, and then I guess because they're wearing masks and stuff, that reminds me of Phantom of the Opera. So I think, yeah, there there are parallels between what Sondheim kind of explores and Andrew Lloyd Webber explores.、Mm. But that's that's definitely a topic in into itself. Like, if you're interested in hearing more about our thoughts on Sondheim versus Andrew Lloyd Webber, like. <laughs> Definitely tweet at us at wtf underscore with us. <laughs> Casual plug. <laughs> Do you think they're friends, those two composers? I think there would be some healthy respect. Yes, definitely. I don't know if I can see them like grabbing coffee, going on a brunch like friendly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so strange to think about people like that, like the top tier master chefs or master. People, experts, anyone who's yeah, sort of the top of their game. Yeah, and then if if they all know each other, if they're friends, if they're mortal enemies, <laughs> you know. I listening to this podcast by Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett called Smartless, and every week they interview or they bring on a friend and then they like kind of interview that person, and they're just interviewing their friends. And it does show how broad the reach is for the for the network of actors and the network of writers and,、mm. and people like that. So I feel like they're probably more connected than we think. Yeah, or they're at least friendly. Like all of the top actors, or even you know B list and A list actors, have got to have met each other at some point. And I would say the same goes in different circles, like the Composing circle, there's not that many of them, right? So、mm. they all have to at least be aware or have met each other at the Oscars or parties or things like that. Yeah, I also think film is such a collaborative environment too that、mm-hmm. y- you never know when you're going to work with someone, and so it's always nice to just be friendly and be a nice person. Yeah, I so I work for a documentary organization right now in in Canada and. It's so like interspersed. Like everyone knows each other, and、mm. I've started recognizing a lot of names. So when I see a, a a doc from like a Toronto director in the credits, it'll be thanking all of these people whose names I now recognize, and like the producers are all the same. Like everyone knows each other, and I expect it's the same at like the higher level, right? Yeah, for sure. I think when a musical features these kind of quirky characters, the difference between like maybe a musical format or musical characters compared with like film characters is that at least the films that I enjoy, they are very kind of like realistic characters. Whereas like musical characters, they don't have to be realistic because they burst out into song,、mm. and somehow that's like fun. Yeah, like despite、right. the subject matter being dark, the fact that they burst out into song. It's still fun. <laughs> Sweeney Todd is so much fun. <laughs> If you think about a musical with very realistic characters, 
I don't know necessarily if it would be as enjoyable. Yeah, well, I think because the audience is invited to suspend disbelief over one thing, which is people breaking out into song, which does not happen in real life, um, it's it's easier to suspend disbelief in other ways, like in how overdramatic the characters are or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are my friends. I think it'd be so fun to be Sweeney Todd, honestly. Not in real life, obviously. You don't want to, like, murder people. But I think just playing him on on Broadway would be so fun. Yeah, this would be a fun role to perform because it's just... Well, all the characters are so over the top, you know? Mm. And I, I think that is sort of the genre of the musical, but especially in, in this kind of film. Like, everyone is just really, really playing up their characters and going overboard and he's very like tortured soul yeah if we wanted to say that this is a rom-com it's not obviously (laughs) you would say that okay those two are going to i don't know go on an adventure or do some interesting thing and then fall in love but as we will see that that certainly doesn't happen yeah we were talking earlier about the relationships in this film and how it's so opposite to most musicals because i think in most musicals and in romances of course the romance is like one of the most important elements of the film Mm -hmm. and in this film there's certainly relationships like which is the basis for everything that happens but they're not good relationships they're all like unhealthy or or toxic and even yeah the almost the most normal relationship in this film and that's including like family relationships friendships and romances is between these two characters and it's unrequited right which is still not a healthy relationship it's not healthy at all although i guess like if she gets over it, it would be fine. But <laughs> but they're also like a murderous duo. <laughs> so they're just, there's just something maybe messed up going on there. Just, just maybe, you know? <laughs> maybe. What a romantic song. Oh, wow. <laughs> She's singing to him out of love, and he's singing to the Blades out of love. At last, my arm is complete again. Have you seen that TikTok? Okay, I think we should stop here. Okay, wait, let let me explain this TikTok. So basically, you know how musicals a song usually starts with like one line that's like spoken and then the next line is like going into singing. Yeah. I'll, I'll we'll have to link it, but it's very funny. It's like I opened the fridge and there was no milk, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like he he's making fun of like how all musicals <laughs> how all the songs in musicals start. It's just like so over dramatic. For um Miss the worst pies in London, like Mrs. Lovett's intro song. She started with like, "Oh, a customer," and then like launches into the song. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think that demonstrated it very well. But the milk thing is great, too. <laughs> <laughs> that was just an example, but I will have to find the TikTok. It's very funny. So that was first part of Sweeney Todd. Definitely a, a massive change from the rom-coms that, we, that we've been watching so far. Yes, very different, but it's nice and, you know, it's Halloween. Are you excited for Halloween? I mean, Halloween's a bit different this year, but... I'm excited to watch Sweeney Todd while it's, like, Halloween season because it never pops into my head as, like, a Halloween-y film. Hmm. Really? Yeah. I googled, like, Halloween musicals and this was, like, the number one musical that came up. Admittedly, there aren't too many Halloween musicals. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's just because when I think of Halloween, I don't really think of musicals. And this is actually a really good segue into, like, what we think of when we think of musicals, too. Because, like, when I think of Halloween, I think of, oh, I want to watch a horror. Or I want to watch, like, a thriller. Mm, Or, like, something supernatural. But then when when I'm watching a musical, it's usually something that's a little bit more, like, joyful and happier and, and fun. Absolutely. So that's probably why it just never pops into my head as like, oh, I could be watching Sweeney Todd during Halloween because that's just not my expectation of like what a musical would give me during this, during like a particular Halloween-y season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what have you been watching lately? Well, I saw this film. So everyone, just a little PSA, check out the film festivals that are going on in your area, not in person. Uh, all online. I think for the most part, all film festivals have transitioned online, but there's this festival in Toronto called Inside Out Festival. It's a queer film festival. It's been running for a long time. And I watched this film last night that was at TIFF last year that I had missed called The Obituary of Tunde Johnson, which is basically like kind of like Get Out meets Groundhog Day. This high school boy, he's a young black teenager, um, and he basically has to live over and over again this day of his life where he is shot by the police. And it was very, like, you know, it's very apropos of the current moment, even though it came out first, I want to say like a year and a half ago, and it's been uh, screening at film festivals ever since. So, you know, this is not a new thing, but it was really well done, and I would definitely recommend it. Do you know where people would be able to watch it? Um, it's definitely not online yet, but they've been playing at a lot of film festivals, um, around the world, so i just see if they're playing somewhere near you. So, I watched Winter's Bone. I actually hadn't seen it, but it's, uh, Jennifer Lawrence's big break, and she literally looks the same, but... (laughs) Yeah. She, she's, like, 20 in the film, or when she shot the film, and then now she's 30, And it's like 10 years difference. And I'm like, what? Like, you look the same age. So that was a shock. But she was so good in it. And there's, I think there's like a climatic scene when they're out in the water. And it's just like, I'm not going to give anything away. But there was just so much raw emotion. But essentially, the film, if you don't know, it's about like a family where Jennifer Lawrence and her two siblings uh, they're they're very they're kind of like impoverished and their father has disappeared and he's just like done something with like kind of sinister people in town and gotten in trouble with the sheriff etc and so it's just kind of Jennifer Lawrence trying to find her father and then also find a way to like 
get their family out of poverty and stuff. And it's just, it was just a really good acting job. Honestly, I preferred, so the director also made Leave No Trace, and I think Leave No Trace is a much better film, but I think the performance in Winter's Bone was just amazing. So um, that's that's what I would say about it. I think it's well worth a watch just because she was she was so good in it. And did she get an Oscar nomination for that? Or am I making that up? Yeah, she did, yeah. Yeah, that was, that really catapulted her onto the scene. And thank goodness, because now we have Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, although I haven't seen anything much recently from her, have you? I, I haven't, but like, I can't imagine Katniss from The Hunger Games being played by anyone else. I really can't. So just for that, I am, yeah, I absolutely love her performance in those films. My friend was saying that she always plays those characters. She's not ever like super well off, but she comes from... She's she's like damaged. Yeah. <laughs> she's like slightly, there's like a chip on her shoulder and she kind of rises above that. And she plays that character really well. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just really satisfying to watch her kind of like mm-hmm. win against it all. That kind of thing. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that before, but that makes a lot of sense. Well, tune in next week for part two of Sweeney Todd. There will be more Halloween-y, musical-y business coming your way. <laughs> yeah, I think I think this episode is coming out sort of mid to late October. So we'll have a couple episodes before Halloween which will be great. And next week, we're actually doing a special episode on one person, but you will see that then. Well, as always, if you like this podcast, please rate and review and follow us on Twitter at WTF underscore with us. We repost things that we find interesting, and that's also the best way to get in touch with us. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.